Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline, brought to you from the inferno that is Los Angeles. (laughs) It's a hot date. It's literally 107 degrees, and there's a fire At 1030 at night. 10 o'clock at night, and we have to turn off any fans so that we can record. So when Kimberly gets real short and angry in this episode more than she normally does with me, you know why. Yeah. So let's just do this. Let's go. All right. What did you watch? Uh, I, I hope we both watched the same thing. We did. <laughs> okay. It was an older episode, but not older. It's one of these repeats that's only like five months old. And that's not a repeat, guys. Dateline, I've asked you before. A repeat should be at least two years old. This one originally aired in March, March 24th, 2017, The House in the Woods, season 25, episode 23, hosted by Andrea Canning. And so we are both just hot, sweaty messes right now. It felt good to watch Andrea, who's just like a breath of fresh air. She always looks fresh and not sweaty just crisp. Yeah, I don't know how she does that. No, she's the definition of cool, calm, and collected at all times. Yes, yes. So this episode is about Tom and Kelly Clayton, who live in the Finger Lakes in <laughs> New York State. You're gonna hear a lot of Finger Lakes jokes. <laughs> it's when I watch the British Baking Show, <gasps> and they talk about um, Lady Fingers. Oh, well, that that one. I start yeah. laughing, and the Finger Lakes, just this kills me. I could not live there. It looks beautiful, but I would just constantly make inappropriate jokes to people at the grocery store. Yeah, you'd get you'd get drummed out of town. They'd, yeah. They'd run you out. They don't want yeah. your kind there. So we find out from Kelly's best friend, Andrea, uh, the land had bred a sweetness into Kelly. Maybe a little tartness, too. After all, Andrea Canning tells us, Mark Twain also lived here. Now, I, I am always, I'm for a literary reference, but are we saying that any famous person that ever lived in any town, their personality begins to imbue itself into every person that lives in that town? They're not connected. She didn't make it a, a direct correlation. Yes, between... she did. She said, after all, Mark Twain also lived here. But when, so if you were describing Mark Twain, would you say he was sassy, but ultimately very sweet? Sure. He was sassy. He was sassy. Hmm. I mean, I didn't know him personally. But my point is not that the comparison not being true. It's the fact that someone famous lived somewhere. Did everyone in the town where Shakespeare lived? In Stratford upon Avon. They all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my town is known very much for Kevin Costner went to one of the high schools in my town. Does that mean that my town, I don't know, has a... Yeah, like, no, you that... you dance with wolves, yeah. and then you make a blockbuster movie about about water, and then you're never heard from again. Right. It's very sad. Okay. Oh, but you did love Whitney Houston. That's true. We had a lot of number one hits on our town soundtrack. Okay. See? So that's the correlation, I think. 
Yeah, I think they just wanted to somehow fit in that Mark Twain lived there, and that was the moment they decided they couldn't figure out any right. other way to put it in right. the opening monologue. So, Well, let's try to find another place as we're doing our recap. I think the easiest place would have been that she grew up in the Finger Lakes region of New York State, where Mark Twain was born. There you that, go. That would have been it. We're just done. And period, done. move on. Thank you. I did it for you. So Kelly was fun and sarcastic. She most definitely loved life. There are a bunch of photos of her, and in 75% of them, her mouth is open, which means she's the kind of girl that does that surprised face when she's taking a picture, which I have started to do because it's very slimming. She is also, I think, the kind of girl that yells woohoo a lot when she goes out to restaurants, bars, clubs, etc. She's a woohoo girl. She's definitely a woohoo. I have in my notes, she has a super fun college fun girl face. Yes. That's, she looks I like... don't know what that means. Because she has a little upturned nose, a really right. cute smile and super blonde and then yeah. always looks a little bit tan. Yeah. Yes. She's she's the perfect Dateline victim, really. She her. almost looks a little bit like Andrea if you were just to describe them in features. No, no. Because Andrea would never pose with her mouth open. So Kelly meets Tom, who played for the Jackals hockey team. Elmira Jackals. Elmira, right. Tom's position on the hockey team was the instigator. I guess that's the person who starts fights. There's a person in hockey whose job it is to start fights. That's funny. Now, that could be my job on Twitter, because I start a lot of fights on Twitter. But not in real life. I have no, I don't have any interest in getting punched in the face or losing my teeth. A lot of people on Twitter felt that Tom was obviously not a very good hockey player because he still had all of his teeth intact. I don't know if they were real or not. No, they were definitely real because they weren't perfect. So you would know if he'd lost a bunch of his front teeth because they'd be shiny and white. Yeah. So we think he's probably not the best hockey player. So... They got married. They had kids. Kelly gushed over Tom years into their marriage, said he was the best husband, and he fawned over her. They have these friends, the Millers, who I loved. They have him over for poker night a lot. They call him Hockey Puck, which is just super clever if they you're don't. a hockey player. They don't. And they don't that's call your him name. Hockey Puck. They call, yeah. No, I think that they made it Hockey Puck for Dateline, but I guarantee you his nickname is something else. What do you think it is? I think it's inappropriate. Yeah, I think it's hockey four-letter word. No, no. Did you meet Greg and Linda Miller? They were a lovely couple. They would not call him that. Maybe the poker buddies would. I think it's something, the way he said it when he's like, the cop showed up and they were like, this guy hockey puck. (sighs) Can we just agree that it's a dumb nickname? This is terrible. That's why I'm trying to give the Millers the benefit, the benefit of, the doubt, of the doubt. Like it's more that, clever. That it's a more clever I nickname, just, but they couldn't put it on Dateline. The correlation of your nickname being Hockey Puck and you played hockey is, it's too much of a correlation. You, just start calling me Cross Stitch Needle. Shh, the dogs are barking. Can we also inform our listeners about the fire that's blazing behind your house in the hills? The There's fire. literally a fire that is creeping over the mountain. closer every yeah. moment that we speak yet we keep podcasting we're kind of brave we're kind of heroes brave right? and slightly romantic yeah here we go as the yeah. ship's going down we're like no our podcasters need to hear this <laughs> they need to know about hockey puck they need to know 
stop barking, Gryffindor. <laughs> He's just very hot and upset. So I'm sorry. Hockey puck, dumb nickname. My nickname will be Cross Stitch Needle. No, actually, Done. more accurate, remote control. Because that <laughs> that is what I normally have in my possession at all times. Because I watch a lot of TV. I'm going to start calling you RC. RC. It's cute. Hey, um, RC. <laughs> so, Tom and Kelly live in an isolated house by the woods. Very isolated, it seemed like. Yeah. It creeped everyone that they knew out <laughs> where they live. Everyone that knew them was like, I would never live there. Don't love the woods. I love the woods, but not by myself. I really have seen way too many horror movies for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. there's no way. So yeah. one night, Kelly's on the phone with her friend, Andrea, and she gets a little snippy like she wants to get off the phone. And Andrea thought it was really weird because she normally loves chatting on the phone. So... Cut to later that same night when she seemed kind of annoyed. Tom is calling 911 and the cop shows up and he finds Tom with Kelly who is dead and bloody on the floor. There's blood on the ceiling and the walls. Tom says he came home from poker and the daughter said something about a break-in. He's kind of freaking out, but he's kind of calm. He asked for water, which yeah. I thought was weird. But then I started thinking, someone said something on Twitter about him needing water. And I thought, maybe he's trying to cry. The fake oh, tears. Maybe he'd been he, drinking because he'd been, ah. Yeah. He really needed to hydrate so that he could get some waterworks going or else the cops would suspect him. So the blood started up in the bedroom and went downstairs and there's a huge hole in the wall on the landing of the stairs. As the cop said, some body part went through it, through the drywall. Tom won't sit down. He's fidgeting and says he can't sit down. Hmm. There's no forced entry. There's a door that was open. So then it gets really sad because her sister Kim drives up and is screaming, where's my sister? And it's all caught on the body cams. And it's kind of terrible. She's wailing. She says she was throwing up. It's awful. Yeah, it was really That's sad. That's the worst. Um, yeah. And so the cops have to interview the daughter, Charlie, who's seven years old. She saw it, really. She said her oh, mommy... Yeah. We should say that the two children were in the house were at in the, the house. They had two kids and they were in the house. Yes. Yeah. So Charlie says that her mom yelled, Charlie, run, when the man came after her. And so Charlie saw him. She said he had jeans and a dark shirt and a mask. And when they said, what were his eyes like? And she's like, his eyes were like daddy's. And then the cop's like, well, how tall was he? And she's like, daddy's height. And the mask was the same as daddy's too. They're very suspicious. But her only reference point for a male that she knows really well is her dad. So I kind of don't know if I would take her word for it. She's seven. I think you would take her word for it if she said all of those things. You don't think you would if you were a sheriff? I would, but I wouldn't place everything on it. I wouldn't play. But he said that he was struck by how composed she was for like a little girl. Yes, that's true. I, I think there's like more he... going on with Charlie than meets the eye. Oh, okay. I like this alternative theory. So she saw her mom dead, right? And then went to go take care of her brother, who's three and was upstairs. Yeah. Poor Charlie. Man, um, that kid. Yeah. That, now, that's something. Tom had no blood or injuries on him. So did he not lean down and try to hug her or give her CPR or anything? Right. Did he like, not? Like, that's weird. So he that was... That is weird. I just realized that. Um, Tom was at the Miller's 
hockey puck naming people playing poker <laughs> until 12 10 so he has this alibi so they just don't know what to do because he has this alibi and this is the point where i start to get really suspicious of charlie who is seven they cue this picture of her she's like little angel blonde face her mom is putting this stupid flower headband on her that takes up half her head and she is giving such an evil look to the camera she is miserable and she's like don't want to wear this i hate you for making me do this why would they pick that picture it was a killer stare and i kind of think she killed her mom because she was sick of being dressed up like a little american girl doll okay so i normally would get a screen grab of it and post it but because she's a little kid i don't feel totally right about doing that uh, yeah I'll, even that. though oh. they put her on the dateline for all to see i still don't totally feel right about doing it so what i'm gonna just say is go to the episode on demand rewatch it 20 minutes in it's exactly the 20 minute 25 second mark you will see this killer stare that i'm talking about i guarantee you she has murder in her eyes for that headband and i know that feeling because my mom used to make me wear like these little rocket pigtails in my hair and i hated it and she's lucky she's still alive it's <laughs> okay moving on so next we meet kelly's niece molly who is kind of cute except you know what i'm gonna Don't. say she's wearing this dark purple lipstick don't. I don't like it. And I don't think that if you're going on Dateline, you should try out a trendy makeup phase. I think you should go for classic like Andrea. I think that in Molly's world, Kylie Jenner is timeless. And, <laughs> the, matte, and the matte lip wear that she has created will never go out of style. Also, those matte lipsticks are like $24, so she spent a lot of money on it, and she wanted to use it for her Dateline interview because it matches her shirt. Okay, it I could buy that. was a whole coordinated effort. Just let Molly be Molly. She's Okay, I have more to say about generation. Molly later anyways. I have bigger bones to pick about Molly than her lipstick, so okay. I guess I'll move okay. on on All that. Right. Um, right. So Molly worked at Tom's shop. P.S. It's her Uncle Tom. Also, so, Mark Twain, again, hearkening back to Mark Twain. Yes, Mark Twain, yeah, Uncle Tom. Okay. It's all coming back to we that. Do we have like an, under, an underlying Racism. sort of theme? Yes, okay. absolutely. Right. So so she, Molly was working at Tom's shop for the summer, and there's a, this man who happens to be African-American, Michael Beard. Tom, the uncle, tells her, stay away from this guy. And you know I'm thinking, please don't let it be the black guy. Please don't let it be the black guy. Please don't, Dateline. So Kelly thought that Beard was kind of creepy and he made her uncomfortable. That's from one source, because he would do work at the house. Also, though, she would make him lunch when he was working at the house and she would give him hand-me-downs. So we for don't know- For their kids, for, for Michael their, Beard for and Michael's his wife's kids. kids. Yeah. Exactly. But she, according to her sister, she didn't ever want to be left alone with him because she didn't feel totally comfortable, which I think is totally understandable. If you're a woman living oh, yeah. out in the middle of the woods and there's a workman there you don't know, you probably don't want to be alone. That makes sense. Okay, so the red flag with Michael Beard is that 
he was fired less than two weeks before from Tom's company for stealing and drinking. So the police think maybe he had a revenge plot and wanted to get back at Tom by killing his wife. So they bring in Michael Beard and he says, no, Tom and I are still cool. Tom, it was Tom's partner that fired me and Tom's actually trying to help me get a new job. We're fine. And he's super helpful. He says, take my phone. You can take my DNA. It's fine. So because he's so helpful and they are still stuck on what the daughter said about eyes like daddy, they arrest Tom with literally nothing except the daughter's description. And he has a full on airtight alibi. He was at this poker game and no one saw him leave. So it's kind of shocking to me that they would do this. Yeah, especially in so many cases where we can't get them to arrest the person for right, where they're like, we didn't feel like we had enough, and we're like, what? It's so obvious. And it's no, he was he was arrested on the twenty ninth. She was killed the night of the twenty eighth. They really jumped the gun immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Andrea even says to the prosecutor, it doesn't feel like a slam dunk. And the prosecutor says, it does not. And all they're going on is what the daughter said. And I, again, want to point out, children create things in their mind. Their testimony is super unreliable. Because mm-hmm. kids, like, make stuff up. And they're just, they're they're really inventive and they lie. And they don't know the difference. And they tell you what you want to hear. So... They go back to investigate the alibi of Tom at the poker game. And Mrs. Miller is racking her brain because they can't figure it out because they were with him the whole night. And she thinks, well, the only thing that was really weird is he asked to borrow my cell phone. He said that his was out in the car and it was freezing. So he wanted to borrow mine to make a call. So she checks her phone and there's no record of a phone call at all. And she's like, that's weird. And she actually heard him talking to someone on the phone. She heard mumbling a voice. She knows he was made a phone call. So they start to ask the other poker players who all say that Tom's phone was with him at the poker table. It wasn't in his car. So why did he borrow her phone? They play a little investigator game, which is really cute, but they think it's possible that the phone number was erased. So they go online and they find the phone number that shows that he did make a call at 11 p.m. And they, I'm so impressed with them. They give the number to the investigators and the investigators trace that phone number to Michael Beard. Dun, 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 dun. dun. So at some point during the night, Tom lied about his phone, borrowed a phone, called Michael Beard at 11 and then erased the number from Mm -hmm. the phone. Michael Beard denies the call. Oddly, the phone call is not on his phone either, but he said he had to reset his minutes or something ridiculous like that. So it was wiped from Mm. his phone. The investigator that's interviewing michael beard says his stomach was rolling now i don't know what that means but i kind of think he had the runs yeah that's what that means it's it's like that (laughs) god so he's like you have to tell the truth dude get it out it'll make your (laughs) stomach feel better just get it out man um but michael won't say anything until they interview michael beard's wife who says 
that Michael had said he was getting this big payment of $10,000 from Tom for something. So they tell Michael Beard, we know about the $10,000 payment from Tom, and literally he caves. That's all it took. He doesn't say, she doesn't know what she's talking about. There was never any, he literally just admits it. Yeah, I killed her for $10,000. 10 grand. Can you even buy like a Honda Fit for 10 grand? No. What? 10 grand. I don't understand. I mean, would I turn down 10 grand? Absolutely not. It would literally change my life. But would I kill someone for it? Kill someone for it? No. And again, not killing them by going in the house with a gun and shooting bang, bang. We have another one of these just like last week where it's like, no, I'm going to bludgeon her to death. Because with the children that's, in the house. Right, because that's not complicated, messy, or she's going to fight back. What? That's the stu- Like, what? <sighs> Whatever. All right. Yeah, where anything could go wrong. A gun seems much safer. These people's choice of weapon is just... Not that I'm telling... But it's not as traceable, maybe, the weapon of choice, if you just grab something from the house. Oh, yeah, if it's just in the house, I guess. Okay. But be prepared, Michael. Bring something with you. So... The family can't believe it. They feel so betrayed that Tom would have anything to do with this. Tom, of course, says he had nothing to do with this. And he gets out, Tom, on $250,000 bail. So he's out free for quite a while. In fact, this is what I got from the tweeting of Dateline Producer. So he's out on bail and he goes to a poker tournament and he sees them. And they were so shocked to see him because they thought he was in jail. And he says, hey, I wanted to clear the air. I had nothing to do with this. You know, I'm I had I would never do that. I'm not, you know, an evil person. And they're like, we don't even know who you are anymore. And you used my wife's cell phone when you clearly had your own phone. So you're a liar. The Millers have dignity. So they walk away, I think, and leave him. But why was he at a poker tournament? Well, he's not on bail. Because he's a gambling addict. Yeah, I think he has a problem. So we meet the prosecutor who is only noteworthy because his name is Whedon Wetmore. That was his name? Whedon Wetmore. That's a fake name. Right? Yeah. So he says that Michael Beard's DNA is found at the crime scene. So kind of a done deal there. He is found guilty. But now they have to try Tom. And there's, you know, less evidence that he was involved. So we meet his defense attorney, who looks like the old man in Scooby-Doo, who would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those pesky kids. And he has real posture problems. I feel very bad for his spine. In my notes, I have said, looks like a creepy turtle. There you, turtle. It's a, he needs to stand up straight. A creepy cartoon turtle with those little glasses, those spectacle glasses, the wire rim circular glasses. Um, So the defense says from the body cam footage, it seems like the cops zeroed in on the husband right away because they thought he was a suspect at the scene. Well, of Mm -hmm. course, you're going to think he's a suspect. That doesn't mean the investigators thought the same thing. That's just what the cops on the scenes thought. Exactly. It's not like they railroaded him. I mean, they did because they arrested him the next day. That is true. They did totally arrest him before they had anything. Here's where they have built the connection between Michael Beard and Tom. There's a flurry of calls and texts and meetings in the weeks before the murder. And hours before the murder, on this the work camera footage, there's their trucks 
following each other. It's actually Michael Beard in a truck that Tom loaned him, and then Tom is following in his work truck. This is right before the murder. And then Beard turns his phone off and then on and then off and on again, like he's trying to avoid tracking or something. Then later on at night after the murder, there's video footage of them returning the trucks and (laughs) Beard pedals off in the bike that Tom gave him. Now, when they said bike, did you assume that Tom gave him a motorcycle? No. Did they say bike? Did they yes. not say bicycle? They oh. said bike. Would you not think suitable payment slash escape car would be, would a, be motorcycle? a motorcycle? Yeah, no, that is true. Yes, I would assume it would be some sort of motorized vehicle, not but a... No, a ring, little... Ring. Yeah, like a Schwinn. <laughs> and then you have to hear Andrea saying that Beard is like pedaling away. Right, Pedals like off. kill my yeah. wife and then pedal away on this 10 speed. We should also say that all the surveillance footage is from ServPro or wherever the place of business of Tom. That's yes. where. That was like so the meeting place. So Tom is very calm at trial. He is joking around. The week before last week, we had someone at trial making jokes and point, doing lots of pointing at oh, people yeah. in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why mm-hmm. can you not keep it together and just think of your dog dying for the time that you are on trial. It does seem like it would be that hard. They're just enjoying the attention. Yes. Because he's like giddy making jokes, they said. Like, this is a riot, guys. My wife is dead. My children don't have a mom. Hilarious. So the defense says that there was a psychosis in Beard that he kind of like snapped, went to steal from Tom and Kelly, and then killed Kelly in the process. Psychosis. No one really buys that. (laughs) Yeah, psychosis. He snapped. It had nothing to do with the $10,000. So the Millers really solve this case, and Andrea gives them props for it, and it's kind of adorable. And even the husband is like, she done good. So finally, we get to the why, which is information that would have been helpful to know yesterday. Molly, the niece, admits that Tom, her uncle Tom, at the job site would talk very badly about his marriage with Kelly that he wasn't in love with her anymore. Now, bear in mind, Molly is the blood niece of Kelly. This is her aunt. Tom says that Kelly was lazy, that he wanted to sleep around with other women, and in fact, he was sleeping around with other women. Also bear in mind, Molly is 16. So why would a a grown man tell his niece by marriage that he is sleeping with all these other women and he wants to have a divorce? I'll tell you another information. Oh, no. It's because he wants to sleep with her, and I refuse to believe anything else. I'm saving Okay, it. fine. You s- I'm not going to tell you. I have trouble with this because I feel like she should have told her aunt. And if she uh. had, maybe Kelly would have been more on guard and would have gotten a divorce and maybe not gotten murdered. But people on Twitter seem to defend her, saying, well, she was 16 and... Maybe he did make advances at her and she's just not saying it. And that's not that uncommon for a teenager who's being sexually approached by an older relative to not say something about it. Right. Because it sounds like even if he wasn't coming on to her, what he was saying would make her feel totally, uncomfortable. It's totally inappropriate. Yeah. And just her her overall persona, she did not seem very sorry. Like, she never said, I should have told somebody. Not you don't even have to say he's hitting on me. Say he's cheating on you. Yeah. And 
Kelly. Aunt Kelly, you need to check his phone. Or there's something, I think I overheard something that sounded really bad. Can you please? Yeah. Do some research on this. And 16, I'm sorry, 16 is not 13. It's still wrong for him to be saying that regardless, but she should know that something was wrong. It's a and big... And have confided in someone. No, I think it's a big weight, though. They had said at the beginning of the episode that Kelly always still gushed about Tom. Kelly was still actively in love with Tom. So if you see your... Right and just loving this person and you're carrying this kind of secret and you're going to have to be the one or maybe also she kind of liked having the secret she felt really grown up i mean there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that could be going on i think here. she felt grown up and liked the attention that he was giving her maybe I will he bought bring her us- a matte lipstick mm-hmm. he totally did so basically molly has blood in her hands anyways so <laughs> the millers realized that they didn't know him at all Tom and the jury after six hours finds him guilty as well. Now I'm sure we know what his sentence is, although in this episode they just say awaiting sentencing. Do you have information about that? Yes, I do. He got life in prison. Great. And they're they're of course appealing, but of during course. his sentencing he did start screaming Ooh. in the courtroom about how he didn't do it and this is unfair and he was railroaded and blames Kelly's entire family. What did they do? For not standing by him and going along with the police investigators that railroaded him. For believing it, basically. For not believing him and believing the police that he he did it. Half of Kelly's family during the sentencing walked out when he he started yelling. Good for them. So it sounds very dramatic and I wish we had video footage of it. I bet they have it. So maybe it's time for an update, Dateline. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so he got life in prison. Beard got life in prison. Yes. The Jackals, the hockey team, holds. Now, there's a tribute for Kelly and against all, for all domestic violence victims. But there was no domestic violence here. I mean, someone on Twitter was like the ultimate domestic violence I was going to say, that's exactly what I was so, going to say. Is it the ultimate act? As far as we know, there wasn't any domestic violence. I did not see anything about that in, in outside information, that she was abused or there was any kind of right. stuff. This and is I- kind of the most horrifying thing where someone just snaps without any precursor for it. And like, right. there was no warning. Right. So she had found out something that night because she was cranky on the phone. So I think she something was going on. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe she was just cranky. That's possible. She always nice. She can't always be peppy, happy if, Kelly. If you love life, then maybe you're always nice. They, they didn't say she loved life. If you're a woohoo girl, maybe you're always nice. But she was a sarcastic woohoo girl. That's true. She had a good That's sense true. of humor. Everyone said it. She was fun to be around, but she was also That's a little true. snarky, a little sassy. She probably would have liked our podcast. Yeah. Oh. Andrea was very surprised that Tom was involved because Andrea thought of Tom very highly. As a, she yeah. liked him as a she brother. Said, and I he think was like a brother, yeah. She wouldn't have said that if, and I think that Kelly would have told Andrea, they'd been friends since they were kids, right? She would have told mm-hmm. her that if he was hurting her at home. Unless maybe. they never say something. Maybe. Maybe something was going on and we don't know. And then it's weird kind of because it's hockey because hockey is the most violent sport in the world. Um, and the kids drop the puck. It's weird because her their dad played for that team and their dad just right. got prison for killing yeah. the mom. Yeah, and they finally get to be out on the... 
It's just weird. Yeah. It's like running the bases at Wrigley Field is probably exciting, but like not because your mom's dead (laughs) by the hands of your dad who played on that team. It is kind of weird. Yeah. And and the the daughter had to watch the whole thing. So yeah, it's not, it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. The sister is raising her kids and she hears a voice inside that is Kelly saying, keep on keeping on. It's nice. I'm kind of jealous because I need one of those kind of ghosts that inspires you because I'm so lazy. I will be your ghost. Will you tell me to get up, Kimberly? I will. I'm definitely going to die before you, so I promise I will. Okay. I will do that. Well, hopefully we'll be old and I won't need to do do things. Like I won't need to accomplish anything because I'll be old. Mm, I could cool. just chill. So uh, did you have any precious moments i thought the sister screaming was actually very touching it was really hard yeah kim the sister was hard and they look a lot alike that was that was tough the sister's reaction was what you would expect a reaction when you hear someone's dead not tom being like can i have some water (laughs) i'm a little parched i'm a little parched i don't feel so good you know no yeah and also again i don't think a husband who loved his wife would allow himself to be taken out of the house if she was killed i think he would be like no i'm staying with her i'm staying with her until you take the body away and maybe that's just me being romantic but i don't i don't think so Mm. i think that they were on to him because of the way he was acting i think that's why the police were like no something's weird Mm -hmm. something's weird with the husband that's one thing i don't think you mentioned that Corey, kim's husband kim was too upset to call andrea so kim's husband Corey called andrea to come and so then when Andrea got there, she said Corey was just pacing up and down that driveway with clenched fists going, something's not mm. right. Something isn't right here. I laughed at that because I'm like, obviously something's not right. She was murdered. So oh, I think something, something's afoot because she was killed. <laughs> this isn't your typical murder. I don't know what wasn't right no, about it. Like true. she was killed. So something well, that's was true. not right. That's totally true. Do you have any OMG moments? No, because I've seen this episode like 12 times now. Oh, okay. I think my only OMG moment is when they introduce Michael Beard as... The black Please guy. don't say. But also that the daughter is so unbelievably colorblind. She did not. <laughs> she sees What no, did I say? I said kids are morons. Charlie sees... No, she's not a moron. She's a progressive thinker and she sees no color. She doesn't see color. She sees no race he was just like daddy okay see now people on twitter don't like when you say that why they go that's bull we're not saying you don't have to see race there obviously is a color difference betwixt us not for charlie it's just we don't have to act like you're colorblind there is a difference in with the way we look it's just we should be treated the same charlie yeah charlie was obviously well here's the thing do you want to go into your alternative theory i just do because it really backs up my theory that charlie did it because she was really mad about the hair bow kelly was in a little bit of a snit that night with her friend on the phone because i think charlie was acting up and giving her problems this set she was a seven year old going on a 17 year old and i've seen 17 year olds kill their parents on episodes of dateline so this so and here's the thing too she hated her dad because he was always out playing poker and hitting on her cousin so she wanted to frame him 
so she could get all the money. So she kills the mom and then says the killer looked just like daddy so that daddy has to go away to prison. Oh my goodness. Wow. Charlie get wins. She gets to live with the aunt who doesn't make her wear stupid bows in her hair. Yep. Cool aunt She Kim. gets out of the finger lakes. She gets everything she's ever wanted. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, I like it. The bad seed. The bad seed theory. It's okay. All yes. right. It's good. The, what's the movie with Elijah Wood? The Good Son. Yeah, The Good Son is a play on The Bad Seed. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. It's That's what yes. happened. All right. That was my theory. My other theory was Molly, because I think she thought she was going to run away with the uncle, and they were going to live hot and heavy together, and so she just killed her aunt. He did. This is going to kind of go with your theory. So there were three women that came forward in his trial that claimed that he had had an affair with them. There were three different uh-huh. women, and then but okay. one was said she was 15 at the time. <gasps> what did I say? I know. 15. I thought that that was the information I was holding back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 15. Well, he should be charged for statutory rape then, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? I mean, life plus 10 years, whatever you get. But, no, but yeah. he'll be treated a lot differently in prison if he's a rapist. That's true. Oh, and then um, one of the women, so I don't think you touched on this, that there was a life insurance policy. Oh, yeah, I Kelly. don't know about that. They say it like right at the end that he wanted to get rid of her, but keep everything else. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go through a messy divorce. And why not get $500,000 in the meantime for her life insurance? So one right. of the women he slept with worked in insurance. And he had talked to her about raising oh the $500,000 policy to a million dollars. He oh, never did it, yeah. but he had talked to her about it. See, and it's things like that. There were a, a few people on Twitter, you know, five people maybe out of the 100 people tweeting mm-hmm. that were like, I don't think he necessarily did it. I don't think there's enough evidence. But I feel like it's little things like that that might tip them over the edge. But they don't put it in because it's an hour long episode. Only. I know. Come on. He did. I think I think there's no way that he did. Yeah. It's, yeah, he did it. He, he never mentioned going anywhere with Michael Beard that night. And then after the murder, returning trucks. He also just never mentioned Michael Beard, period, which the cop thought was weird. Because if he was innocent and not involved, he, like the niece, would be like, there was this guy that we just fired. Maybe it was him. Right. You know? No, Like, exactly. he never mentioned him. He would have said it right away. That's, that's a logical And then the phone thing. call. I mean, obviously. No. Come it's, on. It's him. And I mean, it, yeah. the only thing that would have been is if the phone call had been to a mistress. But it wasn't. Right. No, it was, it was to was Michael to Beard. Why wouldn't he call on his own phone if it was to a mistress, unless he knew there was going to be a murder and his, his phone wife, was going to be checked? his wife was checking his phone. But then he would just get a burner phone. He can't constantly be borrowing people's phones. Yeah. They'd be like, dude, why are you always borrowing someone's phone? Get a burner phone. Most people do. My... Well, wait yes. a minute. Did... Okay, no. Michael That's why, because be... it was only for one specific call that he needed to make. The rest okay. of the time he would use his phone. But it was during that set window he needed to use someone else's he phone. He needed to use someone else's phone. Because he knew the phone. cops were going to look at his phone for that window of time. Yeah, that's Because he knew that's when the murder was going to be. Yeah. Or if they ever did, by for some reason, he would at least have that covered. Because he made sure he had an alibi. Sucks. Right. But um, he wouldn't need to do all that if he didn't know there was going to be a murder that night. Right. So yeah. do you have fashion police? Um, besides the lipstick that you hate? Well, Andrea looks lovely. Always. She, um, she was sporting a bob. It's before her hair grew out a little bit. So cute. 
There was a mint green that was nice. Mm-hmm. There were several pinks. Mm-hmm. I have one fashion police thing. Sure. I have decided that I like it when law enforcement is interviewed in uniform. You I do. Don't want, I don't want to see their street clothes. I like it when they're in their uniform with the name badge that I can see the whole time when they're talking. So I can say, oh, that's Detective Allard or whatever. I like it. Oh. That's Deputy Swan. I knew it the whole time. I think it makes them act more official too. No mm. like funny business, no jokes. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I don't want any jokes from the law. I put on this turtleneck and I can't stop joking. <laughs> They have to keep me in my uniform because otherwise I'm the goofball of the precinct. They call me jokester around the precinct because I'm always making jokes. But when I That's put on I'm my saying. uniform, I'm buttoned up. Straight. No up. more jokes. I like it. Okay. Anyways, that's my, that okay. was my fashion police statement. I like it. What about titles? Alternative titles? Yeah. I have a few. <laughs> okay. One, the instigator. It's a no brainer. That's brilliant. It was... It was his position in hockey, and he literally instigated this whole murder. That's okay? that's A+. Plus. And it would be different than other titles. It's very So good. because the house in the woods, there was the house on the lane, there's the house on Sumac Drive, there's a house on Hot Springs Drive, there's right. the house on the lake, there's the house down the street. There's so many with houses. It's and it has much. nothing to do with the house. No. The instigator no. is excellent, and it's what they like. Short, sweet, to the point. Bam. Exactly. I was. I just think it's a no-brainer. It's dynamite. Um, another no-brainer, Tour de Finger Lakes. Nope. Like Tour de France. Nope. Because he's riding a bike. Nope. Because he rides the bike away after the murder. But he doesn't ride the bike away from the house in the woods. Well, he rides it after he drops the truck off. You get, you're getting a solid six. Six out of ten. Okay. Six out um, of ten. My last one is a fingering in the finger legs. <laughs> no, I'm editing it because, out. Because, no, Katie, <laughs> listen to me. It is exactly what happens, and I'm not being j- gross or sexual. Tom fingers <laughs> beard. Beard fingers Tom. Molly fingers Tom and beard. They all finger Tom. They all ah. finger each other. There's so much fingering going on, and it's in the Finger Lakes. Fingering uh, in the Finger Lakes. What's the problem? Uh, all right, I'll leave it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't and like. How the dare term. you assume I'm being gross or sexual? This is about someone fingering someone else in a accusatory <laughs> way, like I accuse you. That's what Je-tuse. I'm talking about. Oh. Yes. It's Thank terrible. you. No, I think it's the best title I've ever had. I really am. Pr- I'm very proud of it. Okay, I won't you take it out. You can't take this feeling in. away from me. I'm this feeling you. of pride that I have in me. <laughs> it's as sweltering as the 107 degree heat outside. So you cannot take this <gasps> feeling away from me. All right, I won't. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay, your titles. I have um, the hockey schmuck meets the puck bunny. <laughs> She puck, was a total puck bunny, right? A puck bunny yeah. is a hockey groupie, and that's yeah. yeah. She like kind of followed him around after he took his mask off during the hockey game. She was like, "Who's that?" That weekend, she made sure to meet him. So, and as schmuck. as a Jew, I also enjoy when you embrace my culture schmuck. and use Yiddish hockey schmuck. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Also, that's what their nickname for him should have been, Hockey Schmuck. Hockey Schmuck. Not Hockey hockey Puck is... Yeah. That's so dumb. It's so bad. Yeah. You play baseball. I'm going to call you Bat. Good job, RC. <laughs> And I then my what it stands for remote control. Remote control. Yeah. And then my other title that I really was fond of was Tom's beard. Yeah, um, that's great. It's not quite unless you're implying they were actually in a romantic relationship, which I I sort. am. I'm gonna go ahead and imply okay. that on this. It's hot. Sure. I'm tired. Yes. Imply away. They yes. were possibly in a romantic relationship. I love or it. Or maybe they are now prison in the prison I love system. It. Tell me what Twitter said, because I don't remember anything that Twitter said. Do you have original Twitter from no. the episode? Do you have um, new tweets from tonight? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I have newer newer tweets. All right. Um, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Dana Sand 88 Wait, is this Dateline or a Blair Witch Project reboot? <laughs> Several people said that the body cam footage made them think of Blair it Witch totally Project. It totally is. The body cam footage is intense. It was kind it of fun to so... have it, though. I like to have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I want more of it in future episodes. Yeah. You really feel like you're there. Okay. Becca Bird said, dude was like, get the puck out of here. I'll show myself out. Now that's just for you. Thank you. Because you know how I feel about a pun. Thank you. Okay. But I do love Becca Bird. She usually is makes me laugh a lot. I just don't approve of puns. <laughs> Alfredo Rap, who's one of my favorites and always has been and finally followed us on Twitter. I'm so happy. Um, Andrea went from hot pink to green. There is no pattern. <laughs> and I'm picturing like one of those boards with the red um, string <laughs> attaching. Yes, with like the push and pins. Yes, yes. Because we got to figure, because I have the theory about the moods of Andrea, like the moods of George Costanza, Morning Mist. And I thought this was a pink episode. I was sure of it. But then she threw me with the sea green. Yep. And I was lost. And then it was soft pink. And then it was hot pink. Yep. It was dark and light pink. Yeah, you were in trouble. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Scott McCracken, hockey player nicknames, hockey puck. Hockey stick, cup, bag, net, glove. <laughs> ice. He said ice man, but that's too clever. I think it's just ice. Just ice. Ice. Ring. Net. Skate. That's all I got. Even blade. Yeah. I think blade is too. Blade yeah. would be way too clever. That's I like blade. That sounds no. sassier than. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, blade. It's literally just pointing to things. No. That are around you during a game. Brown hair. Yeah, no, it's bad. Yeah, for uh, a clever woman who s- helped solve this murder. Absolutely, just, Linda Miller, reach out if you're listening. What's the real nickname? Because I, I know that's What's not the, it. Yeah, we love you, Linda. You are my MVP for this week. Like I love you. Yeah, but the nickname I have a real problem with. Yeah, we all do. Um, Adam Swiderski, your favorite. Mm. I I'd like an investigation into where this detective's neck went. Couple <gasps> people. Misty Marie 34, our friend, said, someone help that detective. His shirt is strangling his chin. Now, I did not notice, and I'm really sad, and I even went back, and I couldn't find it. So I'm going to have to go back a third time. Is is it Deputy Swan? Is it the first one? Was it early Mm, in the night? No. Well, it could be. He had a... Maybe it was him. 
Maybe it was. I gotta look. It I'm might have been have Deputy rewatch. Swan. All right, I'm curious. Or I could just ask Adam Swiderski, who are you talking about, and send me a picture. Yeah. Um, Misty Marie 34 again. I am disturbed Michael Beard doesn't have a beard. You had one job. That's true. <laughs> Uh, MGM tattoos. I feel like if you decide to live in a house in the woods, you're just deciding you'll eventually be on Dateline. It's true. Yes, yeah, it's, it's true. And you're a beautiful um, blonde woman with adorable American American girl child children. Yes. Carlson youngest. No, Michael. I believed in you. We all believed in you. I did. Oh, did my, we? He's doing the Ty, He was doing the Tyra reference, the Tyra Banks reference. You know what that is, right? From America's Next Top yes, Model. Yes, yes, yes. I he's do. Doing? We all no, believed she, in you. This is a she, but yes, yes. But what did we all believe in, Michael? No. I mean, Tyra did believe in that girl and was really pissed. Yeah, that's true. Just we're rooting for Mike. We were. Oh, but that's Tyra was rooting for her. We, I was yeah, rooting for. Michael. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you because we, he was black. Yeah. Because we didn't want it to be the black guy. We didn't want it to be him. We did not want him to, yeah. Yeah. And And then for $10,000. With a bicycle. For a a Honda Fit on a little bike. On a Schwinn. For like a 2010 Honda Fit. Yeah. Because you couldn't buy a new Honda Fit. No. Ugh. I know. Come on. Um... Forever Tammy, I delete numbers when I use people's phones. It's none of their business who I called. Okay. I just, I feel like you have issues, Tammy, but I love it. I'm here for it. But what are your issues? Oh, who is Forever Tammy? She is sassy and I like it. She's just not Well, what's funny it. is she was the one in the previous episode when we, who was having all the snack drama that we were, I was following like it was a blockbuster. Like I was watching Avatar because it was like, I have this popcorn and it's, it's I'm here with, I have my snacks, Dateline, perfect night. And then a few minutes later, it was like, crap, I finished my popcorn. What do I do now? And then a few minutes later, it was like, I want to make a pop, uh, pop tart toaster strudel, but I don't think it'll be done in time for the commercial. What do I do? And then it was like, I got to pace out my snacks better. And I was watching, like, I want to know, did she get the pop tart pastry? Did she get the toaster strudel? What happened, Tammy? And it's the same girl. And now we know she deletes numbers when she uses people's phones. So now there's a whole nother layer of oh, mystery surrounding oh, Tammy. Layers of forever and Tammy. I want to know more. We have to be friends. Yeah, you do. Um, okay, so um, here's another piece of the puzzle. This is alternate information. Oh. But I'm com- coming back to Twitter. Um, Lady J. Dance said, A third suspect, Mark Blanford of Elmira, who admitted to acting as a lookout while Beard entered the Clayton house, oh. was originally charged with second-degree murder, but agreed to plead guilty to manslaughter in exchange for his testimony at Clayton's trial. I forgot at I Tom's had that trial. too. Yeah. Is the, but they never brought him up. I know. But he testified against Tom and f- probably further backed up the whole story. Oh, yeah. That Beard told, yeah. you know. Um, okay, so my last tweet is again from Forever Tammy, which is just pure coincidence that she's our new best friend and has the final tweet. Well, Michael didn't lie. Tom did help him find another job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Forever Tammy. I mean, he said was he was going to help him, and he did. And it was probably better paying than his job at that warehouse and more creatively fulfilling. Good for them. Oh, MVPs? Mine 
was uh, the Millers, and my loser is Molly, the niece. I'm sorry, oh, but I so can't help bad. the way I feel. What's wrong with you? Sorry. I guess not. I gotta be me. You gotta be. I all right. just gotta be me. I gotta be um, judgy of people's lipstick choices. My MVP, I think, was Greg Miller's polka dot shirt, which Linda clearly picked out for him. Oh. Their fashion choices were excellent. There were a lot of blonde ladies in this episode, though. Did you notice that? If you weren't paying attention and you just had it on in the background and didn't have the sound on, Linda Miller looked a lot like Kim, Kelly's sister. They all sort of had this blonde. So, hmm. A a lot alike. Anyways, that's what I'm saying. Who was your loser? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Who do you think was my loser? Well, it can't be the murderers. That's too obvious. What are you talking about? It's Tom. Tom, hockey schmuck, is the loser. He's he sleeps with 15-year-old girls. Well, he's yeah. always my loser. Mark Twain is the loser. I don't know who's the loser. Because he's associated with these people? Because he was called sassy, tart, and sweet? Yes. Like Basically, a candy bar. Yeah, a like candy, a sweet tart. candy, sweet tart. So they've oh. taken this brilliant American author and basically given him a two-adjective thing in a dateline segment yeah you do do you just want molly to be my loser is that what basically no yeah i guess yeah and i refuse i'm not gonna point at molly and be like you know matte lipstick is now out or it's glossy (laughs) it's back to glossy i'm gonna is it it is really it just is yeah oh she didn't know that when this episode originally was aired in march this is it why was... I say go timeless like Andrea. I am telling you in her brain that is timeless. The Kardashians Cause... are timeless. <laughs> they are the card it should be forever Kardashian. Like I mean do... it's true they don't appear to be going anywhere. No. So or aging. Does do they have a perfume? I'm sure they have several perfumes. Oh, they have several. Kim does for sure. Yeah. But do they have one with the, just the infinity symbol? Because I feel like well, maybe if they... I recall, Kim did one, and then the sisters got mad because it was their idea, or it incorporated their name or the name of their store. I can't remember. Oh. But there was drama. Like the sisters were mad. I can't really admit that I used to occasionally watch the Kardashian show, but I did. So I remember there was a fight about you a did? perfume. I think. Because they don't have enough money. Right, exactly. Or fame. Okay. Right. But no judgment. Women should stick together. They're entrepreneurs. So if you okay. like them, good for you. They make great TV. Um, they did a good yeah, job. Yeah. So uh, there are a couple things in the news that I wanted to mention. What are they? Things in the news. Thank you. Is that what you wanted me to do? I, can, I don't I feel leave, like I have to keep doing that I leave anymore. it in every episode, so you do kind of have to do it. Okay. Our dear friend on Twitter who came up with the name of the Lean Queens, Stephalita said, got married this past weekend. Oh, congratulations. After she got married and while well, she is now driving to her honeymoon. They are listening and tweeting. And her husband just said to her, look what happens when you sass your husband, you get a paring knife to the chest because they were listening apparently. to last weekend's apparently they were listening to last week's episode Aww. um and i did have a little discussion on instagram with dateline they posted something about hurricane harvey getting people to donate yeah and it was three girls that said they were their social media team i saw it yeah and i i wrote to them and said 
it's so great, you know, putting faces to the people we've been tweeting. Which one of you is the one that I totally hurt your feelings by making fun of the can-dos for fans of Andrea's that Katie made me apologize for? Except I, then I said, I mean, that I wanted to apologize for because I felt very deeply badly about it. And they said, it's the mean one, look, mean looking one on the right. And we were so hurt by it. We didn't give you our second suggestion, the Cantastics. <laughs> and I was like, I actually love the Cantastics. They were so hurt. I need to by take me over making Twitter fun of them. Because you are not nice. And I think I said, oh, that's great. Uh, no, you were it. awful. You were worse than that. I said, that. okay. You were like, let's let the fans other pick fans or something. Have. Like you work for Dateline. And then I, you don't work and then for I wrote back. And then I wrote back a couple minutes later and I said, I'm sorry. That sounded condescending. Good answer. Good answer. That sounds that's condescending what... too. <laughs> I know. I can't stop. You can't. You couldn't win because you'd already no. failed. You need to take yeah. two seconds before you tweet to Dateline. <laughs> You need to pause and say, this I know, is and I love them so dearly. This is the Lord. They included. let us live and they let us use that as our picture. So let They <laughs> are. We are like the little baby thing that's hanging off of. They're like a shark and we're like the little parasitic fish that's <gasps> we're the swimming. Skin tag. Like... We're the skin tag. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's icky. I was talking about parasitic fish and you were now. You said hanging off. It's hot. <laughs> Uh, okay. We are Dateline skin tag. Great. Cantastics but do you, I like cute. the Cantastics. Cantastics is It's a little really hard to, for me to remember. I can't. I think the Cantastics And is I kind of think we should do it just to make peace with them. Yes. So they know that I, my, my apology we should is send genuine. Them, and we should send them an edible arrangement. <laughs> like both no, of I just No, I just saw a thing on how edible arrangements are crap. Like, and no one likes them. It was no, funny. That's true. They're a front for money laundering. Are they? There's way too many. How are there 16 <laughs> edible arrangements in a five-mile radius from my house? That's true. Um, but we like the Cantastics is what we're getting at. It's and brilliant. we love Dateline. We love Dateline. Love it. So I think that's all we had to say. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, please. And most of all, before you do anything else, subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes. That's like the only thing that matters. No, in there's this two world. there's a second thing that matters. Tell a friend. Steal everyone you know, get your hacking on. Or tell Listen. If you can hack an election, you can certainly hack into someone's phone and subscribe to a podcast. And create an iTunes account for them. Yes, you can. That's all we're asking. And then download that much 15 million episodes of The Great British Breakoff and this podcast. And that's it. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Don't watch alone. Watch with the skin tags. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>